The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day. Now, does that dude not reek Detroit? 
It makes you, you want know? to cut a bitch. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> and then I, I, I will be the first to say I'm not a huge Bob Seger fan. As you've but, said. Uh, yeah. But that particular tune, I totally dig. I, you know, Bob and the boys were throwing down on that one. And uh, for those that are not in the know, that was, uh, that was from Seeger's uh, seminal 76 album, Night Moves. Um, that was, it's funny because it was his ninth album. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, the dude had been around for sure. a bit at that point, And he had the respect of all the uh, industry insiders and whatnot. But mm-hmm. he was kind of a, I don't know, kind of a best kept secret up until that point. Right. And then that album just blew up. You know it, title track, Night Moves. You mm-hmm. know, these are the songs that we think of Bob Seeger by, you know. Right. And like I said, I'm not a huge fan of most of his stuff. Uh, I love his version of Turn the Page, mm-hmm. um, which actually I think was his song, Metallica Ram. This it. is true. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, Come to Papa, good stuff. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. It just, like I said, it just reeks of Detroit in the 70s. It really right. does. And I know? am a, a Seeger fan, but I was unfamiliar with that tune, so that's yeah, a win-win for me. I was kind of surprised. Johnny's pretty learned when it comes to, uh, comes to classic rock. But, uh, but yeah, every once in a while I can, I can you yeah. know, blow a curveball by you. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and I, I enjoyed the sound because it was different, like you said, exactly different than what you would normally come to expect from the guy that sang Someday you'll accompany me. I mean, it's yeah, just... seriously. <laughs> it's like, who's this pimp motherfucker out there? <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. Good call. And why do you think we chose that tune? Well, we always have an agenda, don't we? We yes, always we have an agenda here on Riffs and Rants. Um, I, uh, I don't know. Um, coming off of, you know, a couple of weeks off when, uh, when reality once again reared its ugly head in my well, life and yeah, I had to deal with which, some shit. Wh- where were you? Cause well, I want to I- confirm the rumor that uh-huh. I was hang gliding in Tanzania. Lies. Oh, lies! I'll, I'll go with that. It's like, yeah, See, that's I was what way I was off doing. that. Because I, I thought your message specifically mentioned yeah. the Kumite. Um, and I was like, well, good for you. Because A, I didn't know you were a martial artist. And, and B, I didn't know that uh, the NSA would let you travel out of the country. I do like keeping people guessing. Yeah. You know, I do. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to hit a moving target. So I try and be that moving target all the time. Apparently. Yeah. So how know. was hang gliding? It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, you know, reality beckoned on a number mm-hmm. of different levels, you know, most, most obviously on the paycheck side of things, you know. Yeah. That's what always brings a good vacation to close is running out of money. Well, I was also here like Ron Burgundy blowing the conch for the uh, <laughs> Riffs and Rants team to assemble. And I had Connor McConnelly in here, Professor Snoop. It, it was time to rally up. It was time to come back. It yeah, was. Yeah, I mean, it was. A, everybody. Tula, she showed up to help out. I'm like, well, yeah. what's going on with the emergency? I'm like, ah, trying to get Mike. I, I, I got to say, though, you know, you, 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 you ran with it. You carried the ball well on your own. Yeah, well, you know? we got an ever-burgeoning cast of characters yes, here that we can do sit in. And we, we did one on Zoom with yeah. the guys. And, yeah, so at least now we have a backup plan. But don't take advantage of that because... You know, well, this you, is, you can't have a riff without a rant. Well, of course not. This is this is my first love. You know, I will say this every every now and again. You know, shit happens. Mm-hmm. But uh, but no, it's good to be back. And uh, God knows we've got plenty right. to 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 rant about this week. As I'm always, telling you, you as pull always. that again, and I'm going to drop you like an Afghani rifle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on that note, yeah, but on an entirely different note. That was yeah. last week. No, I, 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 I do feel the need, uh, you know, it's kind of the theme of the song. I do feel the need to, uh, to take a bullet for the good folks in the hospitality industry. And, yes. you know, the many different variations of the hospitality industry, whether it's hotels or airlines or restaurants mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, I'd like to call for a moratorium on uh, critical surveys. Uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, if, if you write a survey that's critical of the hotel industry, 
of the restaurant industry and even even the airline industry, which under mm-hmm. normal circumstances I have no no real sympathy for. Sure. You're a fucking asshole. Right. You know, and I and I hope a meteor, you know, takes your ass out because <laughs> you're a fucking asshole. And I think know? we're in agreement that and most people will agree it, it's it's easy not to feel bad for the companies. Okay. But oh, yeah. what people fail to realize is that and we had done a little piece on on reviews on, on an earlier yeah. episode. And what people don't realize is that these bad reviews, let's say, they don't hurt the company. They no. don't hurt the flag, whether no. it's American Airlines or Marriott or Fuddruckers or whatever it is that yeah. you're sending it, or Pet Boys. Yeah. It's the people that work there that bear the brunt oh, of these nasty reviews. Completely. Yeah, I'm not talking about the people in the Eiffel Tower. Right. You know, right. I'm talking about the poor bastards on the front lines, yep. you know, who've been taking it, you know, in the in the shorts day in and day out for mm. Christ, I don't even know how long anymore. What it's been well over e- a year. Yeah, well over a year. <laughs> you know, and, and it's time to cut these people some slack. It right. really is. You know, and like I said, if you go to a restaurant and they screw up your order, if you go to a hotel and you find a hair in your bathtub and you blast these people on social media, mm-hmm. you ought to be shot in the fucking head. Yeah. You know, I'm tired of you people. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's time to put it neutral, you assholes. And you know? yeah, even more so, it's. Um, I'm a little obscene today. Is it? That, that's that was, right. No, because you're heated. That's yeah, good. It, it, I'm, I'm feeling a little emotion about <laughs> the, this. The journey. audience can I sense am. our, our passion in this yeah. because you know we both had our our histories in the service industry, absolutely hotels, restaurants, you name it. Oh yeah, and some let's just say interests that maintain to this day. So we yeah. see oh, and interact with these people right. on a regular basis, and we listen to the staff, we hear what's going on. Yeah, and we we see these ridiculous reviews. So. I would hope that this, this COVID-19 uh, the, and the pandemic, which has been a watershed for so many different facets of society, yep. would maybe, in a perfect world, spell the end of all of these service industries offering themselves up to the whims of cowards behind a keyboard, yep. being able to say whatever they want to say, unsubstantiated or not, yeah. and the way the reviews are set up, that there can be no response except, awfully sorry about that, I'll go punch myself in the nuts now. Exactly. You know, it's time to take your online avatar and shove it up your ass. Exactly. You know, enough. You know, the thing is, it's, uh, I I wish I had a better phrase for this, but you'll know what I mean, everybody. Um, It's very, it's a sexy choice to put yourself on on a limb and say, well, thank goodness for these first responders because they've been on the front line since day one. Oh, there's so much lip service there. Right. You know, so much hypocrisy there. First in, responders in... are the new support the troops. Yeah, there okay? we go. There we go. And it's like, what, you're a nurse and now it's a pandemic, so you're going to quit your job? I mean, just put things in perspective. Not yeah. to belittle their contributions, mm-hmm. but what people forget, and this, this extends even past the service industry, anybody working in retail, okay, has had to go to work every damn day, yeah. exposed to everything you know that that's out there, just quite, like hospital quite literally workers, everything, right, everything. Yeah. People yelling at you. I mean, you, you see videos on TV of of they run out of a certain sauce at a McDonald's, and the workers getting beat up. And this is almost like common behavior. Look yeah. at the airline employees; they're taking the same thing. If if you punch a, I don't know what is it, a flight attendant is that the proper term these days? Mm-hmm. If you you know. Feel the need steward. to get, yeah, steward. steward. Yeah, <laughs> you get on a plane and you get drunk. You can't control your alcohol because you're a child, mm-hmm. you know. And it results in you, you know, taking a swing at a flight attendant. I'm 
as far as I'm concerned, electric chair that motherfucker. Right. Done. And you, you know, know what they're, you know, because they're trying to introduce legislation now on, on, to make it a federal offense to assault a flight it should attendants be under, under the current circumstances. Yeah, yeah you're, and, you're, and it should because everything about flying, and we've had this conversation before. This is true to me. Everything about flying is just scary. I mean, yeah. I'll do it, but comfort is well, not my most important thing. Yeah, it's a delicate balance to keep you right. know uh, a tube of people, sure, of 150 people at 30,000 feet and going 800 miles an hour. People rolling around in the idles, yeah, you know, fist fighting, and that that creates a hazard. Completely. So I'm against that. Yeah. But, you know, their first move, something they're doing right now, is they're, they're advising the, um, the restaurants and the bars in the airports to take very close note of how much everybody's drinking when right. they're there. Right. And then they're thinking about introducing something where, uh, not a breathalyzer per se, but they will have a way of knowing via your receipt from the lounge or whatever yeah. that you had stopped drinking 45 minutes before... You get on the plane. That's an interesting idea. Right. Yeah, it is It is kind of like breathalyzing yeah. know, the passengers coming on. And you don't want to see that happen, but... And why is that easier to do than just passing a fucking law to say, act like a human being, you piece of shit, yeah. or we're going to throw your ass in jail? Yeah. When did we become so afraid of penalizing people? Yeah, really. I, I don't really. get it. And yeah, it, it, it has gotten to an extreme circumstances an extreme circumstance, I should say, that these things are even being considered right now. Right. You know, I mean, what the fuck is wrong with you? And we spoke a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of our favorite episodes to date of Taken Out at the Ball Game, <laughs> yes. about how people are behaving at these live at the events. the ballparks, yeah, the sporting and, events, and it's just, yeah. It, again, it, it's bleeding over. People are just losing their minds. And I got to say, maybe we have too many liberties and freedoms. Nazis. I hate these guys. In the society. That's an interesting conversation starter. Maybe and it's time to the, start, you know. Well, under the circumstances, and, you know, it's it's a shame that we would even, you know, bring right. this kind of conversation right. up. But the way people are acting, I mean, right. you know, what 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 do we do? What what needs here's, to be here's done thing, here Mike, to get people to knock this shit off? We've never had to have these conversations before because True. people didn't act this way in the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, certainly not the 50s, so on and so forth. Yeah. So we were never, it's, you know, something like this is like something Rod Serling would talk about. It would seem. But here we are, nonetheless, yeah. now, from 2000 on yeah. up, people are just doing whatever the hell they want to do with a sense of, of impunity, and it, it needs to stop yeah. somewhere. Yeah, strange days indeed. Uh, and, yeah, granted, you know, people are stressed. I don't know about you, but, you know, as much as I couldn't stand watching the news before, mm-hmm. I'm... I'm just so fleeing from it right now. It seems like you turn it on, for me, five minutes, I'm shutting it the hell off. Yeah. You know, the media is wailing away on the Delta variant. You know, <laughs> just wailing away on it. And, you know, it was already, it already came out that, you know, the American media was more focused on the negative than any mm-hmm. other, you know, media segment in the entire world. Yep. And people have to put that through a filter. And people have to understand and people have to... Uh, you know, take a step back, look at the big picture. They have to contextualize, you know, what they're hearing, what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. And people need to chill the fuck out. Yeah. You know, this <laughs> is going to end at some point. Someday this war is going to end. Yep. You know, I mean, it would be nice if a few more people would get vaccinated and help us find the finish line on this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, none of this, none of this is an excuse to take it out on people in the hospitality industry right. to take it out on a flight attendant. Yeah. You know? And if you can't handle your fucking alcohol, stay off the plane, pal. Bingo. You know? You know? 
I mean, understand your limitations. I mean, we can go from from one facet of this and, and slide into another, which you had just touched on. You know, our lament for these people that are just trying to earn a paycheck and bring home money to their families. You know, they've been doing it since day one, suffering the slings and arrows of, you know, quite the outrageous fortune. But what about those people that are still sitting home, collecting unemployment, or the people that aren't vaccinated and basically are making no plans whatsoever to get vaccinated? Two different arguments. Two different arguments. The people that are sitting at home, still sitting at home, mm-hmm. you know, at some point you got to come out, folks. You got to come out. Yeah. You know, and you, you very well may have put yourself in a, in a physical, mental, and emotional rut. And that's the thing. I mean, we discussed that as well. Yeah, and languishing. Ahead of the, yeah, I, I, I had the curve with the languishing. Yeah. I, I think those of us that have been confronting this thing head on since day one, we need a term, okay? It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a me too world. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I want a, a, a condition to call my own because all I am every single damn day is waking up pissed off, going out and dealing with society that's yeah. just... I don't feel connected to anymore because there's schools of thought. I mean, it's one thing to differentiate yourself from somebody based on appearance. Yeah. And then you can take it to another level and say, maybe, well, it's, it's religion that separates us and on and on and on, or maybe the great debate on abortion, whatever it is. Yeah. But when it's something as subtle as people who act and people who react, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. where do you get a, a meeting of the minds there? Because the people that react to everything are going to be content just sitting back and reacting to everything. Yeah, throwing rocks. Right. And the people that who act and try and come up with plans and solutions, and you know, we then assume the role of trying to convince people to do things this way or that way, it's, it's extremely frustrating. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you hit the nail on the head when we were talking pre-show and you came up with the term survivor burnout. Yeah. You know, there was, there, there's a segment of the population that didn't, you know, tuck and run, that didn't hide mm-hmm. at home, didn't take the, take the, you know, federal supplement to unemployment that have been on the front lines, you know, right from the get-go and are still out there. Yep. You know, and these people are getting fed up with the bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, and they're getting fed up with the excuses and they're getting fed up with the, the way people are acting and whatnot, right. you know. A little more empathy, you know, needs to be introduced to this situation. Right, and I, I think that's, you know, why this segment lent itself initially to people in the hospitality industry. Yeah. Because it, it, it hasn't stopped. Now, granted, you had a lot of restaurant closures, but you've also got a lot of restaurants that limped by on, say, delivery services or yep. uh, coming up to the window and whatnot. Yeah. But they really had it, almost, I, I would say, worse than, say, hotels and, and whatnot because they also had the stress of, is this business going to close? Oh, yeah. How am I going to make my rent? You know, a lot of hotels stayed open because there was still a necessity for business travel sure. to some extent. Oh, yeah. A lot of government travel back and forth, taking care of all this. Yeah. And, of course, you know, pieces of trash that <laughs> decided to go out and blow their stipends that the government gave yeah, them. I'm like, it's sm- you know, party yeah, time. I'm going to go sm- smoke crack at a hotel. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I've heard a lot of different people that work in hotels that the clientele that they had gotten for the longest time was, let's say, less than savory. Nasty. Yeah. They were fucking nasty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Usually one must go to a bowling alley to meet a woman of your stature. Yes. But, ju- you know, jumping back to a point that you were just making, you know, of all the people uh, in hospitality in general, it's the restaurant folks that I, I really, really feel for. I mean, these poor bastards were getting by on a shoestring on the, the to-go right. revenue and the, the package revenue and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now we've turned this 
bizarre corner where there's a, a rush for business. There's a right. huge amount of business, More and they can't handle. they can't accommodate it because right. they don't have. You know, the personnel to do so. Is this not the ultimate fuck you, Catch-22? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're that person, if you're a restaurant owner, you know, how are you feeling about life these days? Right. You know, first you had to deal with that bullshit over the last year of, of just getting by on this, this just pissant, mm-hmm. like, stream of revenue. And now the revenue is out there to be had, and you can't go for it because you don't have the people. It's a classic case of be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Because you might just get it. Be careful what you wish for. You might want to shoot yourself in the fucking head. Right. And you know? now now we come upon the next step in this process. And it's really why I wanted to talk about this uh, the survivor's burnout. Because here we go now on the precipice of another round, another round. Yep. of shutdowns. Because they've already started. You know, a lot of stores you're going into have changed their signage very subtly as you go in. Yes, you don't have to wear a mask, but we advise it. Or in a case of, I believe it's uh, the federal government, they are now ordering all their people to be vaccinated. Yeah. Okay. And they're ordering civilians, anybody going to do business or have meetings in federal buildings has to mask up indoors. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, where the government goes, the states will eventually, eventually, eventually follow. Yeah. Some states more than others. And yeah, before you know it, everyone's going to be wearing masks again. Yeah. And you're going to go back into this this nervous Nelly environment again. Yeah, where very, people are, very negative mentality. Right, where yeah. somebody sneezes and everybody turns their head, you yeah. know. Yeah. Or <laughs> cough, God forbid right. you God cough. Right, cough, yeah. and it's dry sounding. Yeah, which, you know, being a... Being a pack a day cigarette smoker, <laughs> you're screwed. I I so freak out, you know, so many different places where I walk in, yep. you know, after just crushing one out, coughed, and everybody's diving yeah. for cover. And you, you know, know, you and, and my listeners will attest that you know Johnny has never bitched and moaned about wearing a mask. However, this is true. This is true. I am, uh, let's say, Rubenesque, and in August when it's 95 degrees out with a 90 percent humidity. Yeah. Fat boy here does not want to be wearing a mask no. in his daily travels. Well, I don't, <laughs> I just I don't. don't. Think, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody wants to go back. That would be a. That would be perceived as a huge step backwards. Right. Um, the psychological implications, the psychological impact mm-hmm. that that would that would have on society. Sure. I don't even want to go there because I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I'm fucking masked. Jesus, right. no. And then know? here's here's the broader question now, which nobody has broached yet, and that's our job. Yeah. Let's say now we enter another phase because of this Delta variant. Mm-hmm. At what point do you then give the all clear after that? Once those new cases drop down? Yeah. Because that's what we did last time. And then something else came around. This is going to be a constant thing in as much as the regular flu and the way that it mutates every year. So if you're someone who gets flu shots, you have to get it every year because it changes. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a, there's a very real possibility of that. But I will say one, I don't know, light in all the darkness uh, is that this, this Delta variant that's like ripping through the South and the mm-hmm. Midwest right now has prompted a whole shit ton of people to knock off the bullshit and go out and get vaccinated. Yeah, but not enough because technically... And look, if this thing can... You know, I'm not going to get all medical with the terms, but if, if you're a vaccinated person and it can cling to you and jump to the next person without infecting you, really, if, if you've got 10% of the population that's not vaccinated, which is a pipe dream, okay? Yeah. But if the 10% is still out there and if they happen to be in an urban area, 
you're fucked. This shit's never going away. Entirely possible. So just at least, the other at day, least until and it, it kills enough know, of them. The right. week. Yeah. Right, exactly. Call yeah. the herd back. And then uh, earlier this week, our, our commander in chief, God bless him, <laughs> came out with a cryptic comment at one of his uh, news conferences. Uh, Joe Biden. Saying that there are many more um, means at the government's disposal to get people to get vaccinated. Ah. <laughs> that, that there's a there's a segment of the population out there that's already paranoid, right? You know, and and talk about throwing some nitroglycerin on the fire with that one. Oh Ooh. my god! But it's like you know, it, it 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 almost is to a point where all this shit is just amusing me. You know, it's just like let's just hang back and watch it all fucking burn because it's such a shit show at yeah. every angle. And you know, it, it's this is nothing new, but one story comes in and bumps another. Okay, true, true. some of which I'm not going to give away because we might touch on later in, the, in this episode. Yeah. But you know, right now with everything that's going on in Afghanistan, which we had already talked about, yeah. You don't hear much about the border crisis right now, do you? You are one cold son of a bitch. It is funny how the media <laughs> pivots from from one shit show to another, right? You know. And next week, it'll be something else. Sure. You know, this, this particular person had a scandal last week. Next week, it'll be somebody else, and, oh, yeah. and they'll be forgotten. Well, you always got to take, you know, what's being thrown at us, you know, courtesy of mass media with a grain of salt. Right. You know, and you have to be uh, savvy enough, I guess, uh, to put it in the proper context and get multiple sources of information if you can. And don't, don't take any one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, watch CNN and watch Fox News. I almost choked as I was saying that. You know, read, <laughs> read. You know, like I do, read, read the Boston Globe and read the Wall Street Journal. Well, see what you're doing right there. Yeah. You're looking for common sense, and the only thing common about common uh, sense is that it isn't. It isn't very common. I hear you. I hear you. Well, as shit gets stranger and uh, and things get more extreme. People got to dig deep and find it because that's the only way we're going to get through this. Yeah, I actually saw a sign in a store the other day. I won't, I won't sell them out, but it was kind of a, more of an independent than a big chain. Yeah, and it said uh, all children must be accompanied by an adult. Uh, next line, that adult must have some modicum of common sense. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, because you need you need to specify there. Yeah, because I've seen the adults that have somehow given birth to to a litter. And I'm just like, wow, that's, yeah. Some people should not be allowed <laughs> to reproduce. That is, the, that is the grim reality, people. Oof, cannon fodder, table for four. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's God. our opening spiel, folks. Nice, I mean, nice. But look, it, it, it's a happy day. It's a hopeful day. I'm happy, happy that uh, you know, Michael Sean Lee has returned yeah, to us. It's good to be back. It's, it's good, good to, to be happy back, back man. Thank I'm, you. I'm happy to have my balance back and... Times like this call for balance, so why don't we swing into the middle jam and oh, yeah. pull we're, us out of this? We're, we're done ranting. It's time to go back to doing a little riffing. Riffing. But, uh, you know, both of us were feeling a little apocalyptic today when we were going through, <laughs> you know, potential gems. So uh-huh. this, one, this one just kind of hit the nail on the head. You know, this is, a, this is a cover, and I personally love good covers. I really do, and, and nod to your influences and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I think in this particular case, they murdered it. They absolutely murdered it. Uh, this is Marilyn Manson doing a, doing a classic Depeche Mode tune uh, called Your Own Personal Jesus. Yeah, and it was a good choice. And we're going to tell everybody why it was such a good choice. Yes, we are. After we're done listening. So we'll be back in a couple minutes, gang, with some more things and stuff. Touch face. 
dug that. <laughs> and I, I don't like much Marilyn Manson. However, yeah, yeah, uh, mm. you know, he had his heyday right smack in the middle of the nineties. Yeah, he did. When I was, um, well, what, what some would say, out of control. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, many's a night we would be out and. Um, Shit, any, any one of his songs would come on. He did kind of <laughs> haunt that era. He was like the yes. specter that loomed over it, you know? <laughs> and I got to say, the first time I heard his version of this, um, and of course this was, you know, a cover of the classic Depeche Mode song mm-hmm. uh, that they released back in, I think it was 89, on their seminal album, Violator. But when I heard Manson's version, which I think came out in 2004, it was just like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he should have done this tune. He should have wrote this tune. I bet the first time he heard it, he said, "Shit, right. I should have wrote that." Well, I you like know? when he did. Uh, you know, "Sweet Dreams Are Made of This." Yeah, and not only did a great job on the song, but his video nailed it. Like oh, yeah. better, way better than the Eurythmics ever could have. Yeah, because he did the whole Willy Wonka nod yeah. thing. Well, I think a lot of people never really understood Manson. Never really got mm-hmm. the fact that he was a performance artist. Right. You know, and he was, you know, pushing all the buttons and whatnot. He was trying to get the reactions that he got. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't really about uh, musicianship or, or right, whatever. Right. It was about the show. Yeah. You know, that's what he was all about from the very beginning. And I think for me, I, you hit an important note there. Because for me at the time, I was just kind of freshly out of college as an art major. Yeah. And it really had my fill with the whole performance art thing and people trying to shock just for shock's sake. Yeah, sure. Um, and which maybe, and you know, wow, talk about, I feel like I'm on a uh, psycho couch right now. <laughs> maybe that's why I gravitated towards classic rock because it right. was so simple and honest. Sure. And it wasn't, you know, just wasn't trying to be anything that, that it wasn't. Yeah. And then you had guys like him where it's just all performance and the, oh, yeah. the legions of kids that would follow him. Well, and I was shocked when, when you know, Manson hit the mainstream doing his thing that, that people could still get riled up over right. what Manson was doing. Right. It was like, I thought this shit had been done already. I mean, when he ripped up a Bible, it was like, okay, that's been done. Yeah. But he still got that over-the-top insane reaction. It right. was like, wow, that's a surprise. Yeah. You know, that... that, that uh, Reserve of outrage, I guess sure. you could say, was still there waiting for a guy like him to come along. Because yeah. I mean, he is. I never once like didn't know that it was shtick sure, at what sure. he was doing, and it was kind of amusing. But I never once considered him a threat to the morality of the nation. <laughs> but apparently, there were still people out there that could every you know, five would years, react man. To it seems like that, along. yeah. And before he came along, there, there was kind of a drought where we didn't have that. Yeah. The closest we had was uh, Luke Skywalker and two live crew getting hauled in front of Congress <laughs> yeah. with the parental lyrics. Yeah, I remember that. They were the that. boogeyman yeah. at the moment, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. What, what was that even, called? The PMRC? The parents, some shit? Oh, t- Tipper Gore was yeah. like leading some totally. nonsense, totally. right? Totally. And, you know, before that, like, even at the 80s, okay? And it, it's so funny that we get to this point where, oh, this is shocking. This isn't. Yeah. Um, the song... Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> yes, I okay. remember that. Now, I was, to accurately date myself here, I was in eighth grade when yeah. that song had hit mainstream. Oh, my God, they're gay. Yeah. Not even. Do you remember? Now, you're a couple years older than me, so you might not have seen this, uh-huh. but everybody walking around with the shirts that just said, relax. Yes, I do Frankie remember says that. Relax. Yes. Frankie says, relax. Frankie says, relax. Right. Yep, totally. Now, the next line in the song is, when you want to come, okay? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Not exactly subtle. Right. But, yeah. So at the same time, well, let's say a, a few years before, the Rolling Stones had come out with the Tattoo You album, yep. okay? Yep. And I remember Dick Clark talking about that title track with disgust 
um, on one of the networks. He's yes. talking about a dead man, make a dead man. And, and Dick yeah. Clark was like, and I, I can't even say like the rest of these lyrics. <laughs> this is so you know unfathomable, right? You offended Dick Clark. Right. Wow. But here's how stupid people are, okay? Yeah. Yeah. They go after the Rolling Stones because the Rolling Stones, even then, an easy target because you expected oh, yeah. that from well, the, the Rolling Stone, Stones. The Stones regularly in intentionally exactly. do things like that. I mean, you can go back to the album Black and Blue, which mm-hmm. I think came out in 76, where their ad campaign was a bondage picture right. of a chick. And even like, Sticky Fingers. With, yeah. with, you know, obviously, the yeah. giant bulb and a crotch. Okay. Yeah. So again, it just goes to show how stupid society is oh, yeah. when they're, they're vilifying these guys, these archetypes of rock and roll music. Yeah. Meanwhile, the kids are running around with shirts Teenagers, like relax. prepubescent, right? <laughs> exactly. Relax, man. And if you ask those kids anything about about the song or the lyrics, they would have no clue. Okay? Oh yeah. Well, the outraged masses always go after the obvious, right? Always go after the obvious, and, yeah. and you know, the more subversive um, are always the more intelligent. Right. You know, people that are that are uh, coming on, I guess, a little more subtle, a little bit more. And under even the back radar. then, like, how could Culture Club? do a concert in the South without <laughs> Boy George getting lynched. He got a complete pass yeah. from yeah. the whole, would you some kind of fag? Or yeah. why are you dressing up like a girl? Yeah. Now, everybody knew it was a man dressed up as a girl. Oh, yeah. But nobody cared. Well, that was, that was kind of <laughs> how I felt about Manson. You know, Manson was doing obvious shit. Yep. It was like, how could you, how could you react to this? I mean, this, this is so ridiculously obvious. Right. This is so what his agenda is. So here and we are now, after the fact. Yeah, it's, and the more you freak out over him, the more publicity he is sure, generating sure. You know, without having to spend the money to do so. Yep. And yeah, dummies fall for it every time. And I love that, you know, in the best case scenario, after the fact, after like some years have passed, a decade or whatever, yeah. you look back in these outrageous acts, and as you said... You see Marilyn Manson, not for his music, but for his performance art. And there, yep. there's a place for that. He did some things. Absolutely. You know, I think back now, and I think, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it, Boy George has a beautiful voice. Always did. Oh, the dude okay? can sing. There's no doubt about that. And that's why none yeah. of the other stuff ever mattered. But really, if you look back now, you're like, wow, he was really freaking talented. Yeah. You know, and you could hope in a best case scenario that when you look back on these things that yeah. were shocking at the moment... They now become part of the tapestry of, oh, sure. in this case, you know, music or oh, film or whatever. And that's kind of what's nice about being at this stage in life that, that I'm right, at and that, right. that you are, is you, you don't feel compelled to take sides. You can acknowledge that, you know, even if, it, see. Yeah, even, <laughs> even if it wasn't, you know, this particular music wasn't aimed at me, uh-huh. you can recognize the talent behind it, right. you know? I mean, you know... Culture Club is a good example. I mean, I'll, I'll since she's been in the news, I'll cite Britney Spears. I remember right, Britney right. Spears was huge in the '90s, and you know, when you're young, you're kind of pushed to take sides. You kind mm-hmm. of take sides, and you gotta you gotta throw shit on the other side and whatnot, you know. And now that I'm where I am, you know, in life, I don't feel the need to take sides. You know, I will openly and and happily acknowledge that I love ABBA. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, that's good stuff. It's a, it's a guilty indulgence, <laughs> right, you know? Right. And yeah, I can sit back and say, yeah, Boy George and Culture Club, there was some talent there. Not my kind of music, not mm-hmm. my thing. Wasn't really aimed at me anyway. Right. And, you know, it's kind of like rap music. You know, there are a lot of old white dudes that feel like <laughs> they have to come out and like bash rap music or uh-huh. whatever. And I can just look at that and say, well, that wasn't targeted at me. That wasn't, that wasn't you know, supposed to be my thing anyway. Right. You right. know, so, you know, they're going to do what they want to do. And if they're popular, God, you know, mm-hmm. God love them and, and 
Godspeed to him. Right. You know, but yeah, that ain't my thing. You know, whatever. But I'm not going to throw rocks at him. If, if people treated different forms of entertainment the same way they treat foods that they don't necessarily yeah. like, really? it would take so much venom out of everything. Yes, no <laughs> I doubt. don't like sushi. Doesn't mean I'm a bad person. Doesn't mean sushi isn't good. And it doesn't mean you me. can't eat sushi, goddammit, because I don't like it. Because I'm coming to take your sushi away now. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. That's so anyway, foolish thinking. And speaking of foolish yes, thinking. Yes, we were, we were definitely had a little agenda with the personal Jesus idea. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't, it's funny, this guy that we're about to talk about hits it on so many different levels. I don't know even which segment to plug him into. Well, you know, I tell you what, my friend. He falls into asshole of the week. <laughs> he falls into how could you have not known? You know? But most importantly, he falls into. Ha <laughs> you fool! Ooh, it's the fool of the week. Better not be fooled. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. You know? The first ever consecutive broadcast. <laughs> Fool of the week. I know. I mean, that's more important than the Emmy he won, Damn. in my opinion. I know this guy. This guy is an <laughs> asshole on on previously unforeseen levels. It's like, and we where are, of course, from? of course, of course, talking about former governor Andrew Man. Cuomo. I know what you're asking yourself, and the answer is yes. I have a nickname for my penis. It's called the Octagon, but I also nickname my testes. My left one is James Westfall, and my right one is Dr. Kenneth Noisewater. You ladies play your cards right, you just might get to meet the whole gang. <laughs> <laughs> my God, it's just... So I, I tell you... Like I, I said, I, I can't even wrap my brain around this fucking knucklehead. Well, this is Jesus. your week, because I took a bite out of his carcass last week, and yeah. you weren't here for that, so you want your pound of flesh now. Well, like I said, you know, one of, one of my you know, favorite segments uh, is How Could You Have Not Known? Mm -hmm. And, you know... Dumbass here, you know, was on the front lines of, um, you know, the democratic effort, if you will. Right. You know, and, and I guess, you know, some perspective needs to be applied to this situation. <laughs> I mean, the position this guy was in, mm -hmm. you know, he's obviously about done with it. You know, there's so much juice, there's so much power to it. You know, it can al it's almost corrupting in and of its own nature. Yeah. You know, it will almost, you know, I can kind of understand how it would make you think you can get away with things mm -hmm. that normal people can't get away with. Right. But guess what? You're not getting away with it, you know? And I will be the first to say that the whole hashtag Me Too thing makes me nervous. Yeah. You know, and that you're condemning somebody based on somebody else's word, and it's not a, it's not a slam dunk. There's no smoking gun here. Mm -hmm. But the preponderance of evidence... Well, I don't know if I'd use the word gun, per se. <laughs> The preponderance of evidence would seem to indicate yeah, it's, that this it's guy's all, guilty it's as fuck. Corroborating yeah, stories. I mean, know. if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's Andrew Cuomo. It's a fucking duck. <laughs> <laughs> Named Andrew Cuomo. But yeah, what a downfall, huh? Pretty what handsy. A, and you know, you know, it's almost a, a, a Greek. What, what you know? Well, I'm glad you said that yeah. because I have heard it this week compared to a Greek tragedy. There we go. And uh, a, a Shakespearean end to some. But to have him re referred to as a, a Greek tragedy, I think, does that term a disservice because yeah. those are guys that met their downfall via via a common trait that a lot of us share, whether it be hubris. Pride, pride go with before pride, the fall, Exactly. Man. Yeah. And this is more a case of, 
I'm going to get away with what I can get away with because of who I am and yeah. my last name. Oh, the legacy? I mean, you want to talk about the royal family of New York politics? Yes. Yeah. And my own little, I'm going to take another bite out of the dead whale here. In <laughs> uh, his first interview since being impeached, which was. Oh, my God, the statement just yes, like. To New York Magazine. And where I are quote, his advisors here that like stopped him from saying stupid shit like this? Well, judging on what I've seen about them, yeah. they were the ones that told him to say this. Oh, God. Uh, and I quote I feel like I did the right thing. I did the right thing for the state. He says, I'm not going to drag the state through the mud through a three month, four month impeachment. And then win, and I've made the state legislature and the state government look like a ship of fools. That's not exactly an acquiescence of guilt, you nor is it an apology. Prick. Oh right? my god! Oh <sighs> my god! Talking about having your head so far up your own ass, you can't yep. see daylight. And again, it lends credence to those on both sides of the aisle that were a little afraid of his two-week notice, if you will, which oh, yeah. is what I got him for last week. I'm like, you dumbass. You don't give two weeks notice when yeah. you're getting impeached. Oh, yeah. But because he did it that way, technically, according to the law, he is eligible not only for re-election, but election within, I think, it's another six months when do they're you, do you voting think, for governor again. Do you think he has that level of balls? I tell you what, not this cycle, Yeah. but the next one, I could definitely see him running again. Wow. Definitely. Wow. Um, I'm waiting to see what happens to his little mealy mouth Fredo brother on, on CNN, <laughs> one Chris Cuomo, because uh, he caught a hellstorm as well. And yeah. CNN wanted him to move along to other projects. Yeah. Uh, and he refused. So, really? Well, yeah. So let's see what happens with him in the near future. Very interesting. These guys, look, you're in politics, you're in politics at that level, you're obviously a survivor. Yeah. I don't put it past any of them to make a, a comeback. Oh, yeah. Well, again, the juice that comes with the position right. is most right. people can't even conceive of it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it, it fuels a level of arrogance that most people can't conceive of either. Right. And uh, case in point, you know, why didn't somebody stop him from making that statement? Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. This, these know? guys are like professional athletes. They say it all the time. They need handlers 24-7. Seriously. Just shut your mouth. I yeah. mean, just... <laughs> So again, that's this week's installment of... Ha <laughs> 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 you fool! Ooh, it's the fool of the week. Better not be fool. <laughs> yeah. But, but we week. have bigger news to discuss. We do. More, yes. more pressing news. Uh, a, a flight of fancy, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, or a fancy flight, I, I guess. I think call fancy it. flight would be appropriate. Yeah, so uh, how do we even broach this one? That's a good question. But it, it, it took up all sorts of time uh, <laughs> in, in a news media that was like dying right. to talk about something other than the Delta variant. And sure, sure. Other than this idiot Cuomo. Um, so they ran with this. And I, and I have to say, being the media critic that I am, uh, that I question their coverage of this. All right. Because, well, you know, in some, some uh, corners, if you will, it was this interpretation. In, in other corners, it was mm -hmm. that interpretation. And, of course, if you haven't guessed it already, you know, we're <laughs> talking about Robin coming out of the closet. That wouldn't have been my guess. No? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe maybe I however I'm, since I'm we're in here, that rarefied air right, that I, I don't you know I'm I'm no longer attached to the to the everyman. All right, well if you'll pardon but the still, pun, let's let's wet our beak in this oh issue. Yeah. yeah, I think we need to because there is you know the comic book nation, right? You know, and and yeah, this is this is this this character, you know, goes back decades. Yeah. 
you know, is in, in the upper pantheon of comic book characters. Right. Well, here's the thing. You know, people don't know. Let's say the layman in the street. Yes. Everybody knows Batman and Robin. Of course. Not everybody knows that there have been now four Robins. Right. Okay. Five if you count the... I was going to say it seems Return like it's Dark been Knight more than one. four, yeah. you know. And, um, you yeah, know, the first one, Dick Grayson moved on to become Nightwing. So he's off on his own, doing his own thing now. Yeah. The second Robin, Jason Todd, was the one that was murdered by the Joker. Yeah. Okay. Very, so, very sad And they even thing. brought him back years later as, <laughs> as a quasi-villain. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, uh, the third young man to assume the role, uh, name of Tim Drake, um, started off just as a really smart kid that figured out Bruce Wayne was Batman. Yeah. And got, you know, just kind of pulled into the fold. And had, in my opinion, one of the best origin stories because what Batman did with him that he didn't do with the other two yeah. was sent him out on his own right. to learn the same skills and everything that he did when he became Batman. The other yeah. two were trained by him. He didn't train this Robin. Right. He sent him off to this around the world, literally. Yeah. And it was just great comics, great read. So the character has been around since, let's say, 1990 or 91. Okay. And recently, in one of... The Batman titles. So keep in mind, at any given time, there's four or five comic books out that come out monthly with a Batman title. Sure. Okay? Yep. And in this particular one, he's in this uh, this this episode and asks out another man that he met. Now, now, on a does date. he ask him out, or I thought he got asked out and he kind of well, he, vacillated a bit and then exactly, he said, "Yeah, yes. I want to, I want to explore this." That's it. Yeah. So. Look, depending now who you ask and what headline you read, Robin's gay, Robin's bisexual. Which is, I want to call bullshit on that, by the way. <laughs> I want to call right? bullshit on the whole thing, I, yeah, but go ahead, know, you first. Know, but and, yeah. and you're a Marvel guy, I think we need to put a disclaimer yeah, there. Yeah, no, no, we definitely do, and this is, this is Johnny's wheelhouse. I'm not a big DC uh, comic guy. But I once you stopped laughing, what did you think? Well, I'm like... <laughs> I'm wondering, like, you know, like we were just talking about, you know, some of these news outlets said, oh, he's, you know, declared his bisexuality, whereas other news outlets that obviously had a little bit more balls came out and said, no, he's gay. Right. You know, and it's like, what's up with that? Mm -hmm. You know, and what's more, what's more uh, safe to de de declare somebody bisexual? Right. You know, again, I'm calling bullshit on that. Yeah. You know, that's, that's ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. Well, it, it's funny because, you know, bisexuals are really not viewed that favorably in the LGBTQ community as compared to homosexuals and lesbians because okay. you're, you're kind of noncommittal as a bisexual, Yeah, you're on right? the fence. That's yeah. even more competition for them. Yeah, so, really? Jesus. There's, there, there's that, okay? But, you know, the first thing I'm going to hang my hat on is, look, it's, it's a fringe title. It hasn't been around that long. Yeah. So it's kind of like um, the Marvel version of, of the What If series. Sure, or sure. DC has this thing called Elseworlds, like these alternate realities. Yeah. So it's not canon, okay? Gotcha. So this incarnation of Robin appears the same way he always has in all these other books. Right. Okay? So there's that. But <laughs> <laughs> I also have to ask myself, yes. self, okay. what the fuck is in the water in Gotham City that's turning everybody gay? Kind of makes you wonder. Because you've got Batwoman, gay. You've got Detective Renee Montoya, the Gotham PD, gay. Now you've got Robin, kind of gay, maybe a little gay. Is there some pandering going on here, Johnny? It makes you wonder. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And look, we've talked about this subject um, in a way on several different fronts. And yeah. it's not just yeah. because of, believe me, nothing to do with the LGBTQ community. 
I just would rather see more new characters featuring different races, religions, yeah. lifestyles sure. than taking pre-existing characters that date back 80 fucking years. And flipping them. Right, and yeah. flipped them to, again, what end? To show diversity? To yeah. try and pull in an extra percentage of an audience you think is going to now tune in? Yeah. That's bullshit, okay? Yeah, I always, I always it's, feel as a creative, like the bullshit meter is going in the red when an established... Uh, Entity, mm-hmm. if you will, in any commercial enterprise, suddenly panders to that segment of the right. populace. Or they change a, a, an established character just for change's sake. To me, it's a cop-out by the writing staff. You tell yeah. me that all these bright people and these artists, they can't create new characters that just happen to be black yeah. or happen to be Muslim or happen to be gay. Message! Yeah. They've got to take a pre-existing character and twist around the origin story, which, look... Yeah, maybe because I'm a boomer, it alienates people like me. Sure. Because, you know, like I said, following this particular Robin since his inception, yeah. and through my formative years as, as an artist and, a, and an avid comic book reader, I was just like, this, this is a great character. I loved what they're doing with this. And now just to, to flip the switch on it. Yeah. And maybe part of this is because a great many, if not most, of these iconic superheroes and whatnot never yeah. age. This is true. It's easy to go back and change their story at any given time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, again, to broaden it out, we had to have this same discussion about James Bond. Yep. And the conversation about Idris Elba, who, by the way, was fantastic in Suicide Squad. Yep. There's a scuttlebutt about making him the first black James Bond. Yeah. Okay. Which I think we had both agreed at the time. Yeah. Common sense. If in today's society you're an international spy, you could blend in a hell of a lot better as a black man or even an Asian man than a blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy with a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. You know, if, if you, if I don't you know can. if you ever walked the streets of Morocco, but there's not a lot of Daniel Craig-looking guys around. Yeah. If, if you get out of the bubble, you know, right, you'll, you'll right. see the, how the rest of the world works. Right. So sometimes change, it, it just makes sense. Sure. Okay? Yeah. But to wake up one day and say, okay, we're going we're gonna to do a, a Batman movie, and this time we're going to have a, a black male lead. Okay, as long as you don't change the backstory, I, it doesn't matter what color he is. Sure. But very rarely does that ever happen. They yep. wind up redoing the entire thing, and it's like, really? You just destroyed this character that's got 80 years under his belt yeah. to what? Come up with, with an, uh, an yeah, idea that you think will sell? to with this? Exactly. It's yeah. like any good murder mystery. Who stands to gain Absolutely. at the end? And yep. in this case, with poor Robin, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm on the outside looking in. I don't get it. But DC Comics, more so than Marvel, yeah. has a habit of doing this. They love to retcon these, these, these heroes. Yeah. Years ago, they wanted to do it with the Green Arrow's son, who was a kid that was raised in a monastery. So he just was kind of like, he didn't have a, a sexual interest. He was but, asexual. Right. He was a and, fucking and, monk. And they made yeah. him take a side, and there was an outcry from the audience and the, and the readers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, there's no need to make this kind of move now. Yeah. Well, again, you get isolated in your ivory tower... Yeah. You know, and you're not perceiving what, you know, everybody else is perceiving us right. like regular people on the ground here. So, again, they, they took another iconic hero, the original Green Lantern from 1941, right? Yeah. They brought him back and they made him young again somehow. And, whoop, surprise, he's gay. <laughs> so, never mind his whole history of the wife and the two kids and everything yeah. else. Now he's back yeah. and he's gay. The fallacy of good intentions, folks. Right, and I'm just yeah. like, again, I mean, why not? There's certainly enough Green Lanterns out there. How about you introduce a new one that's gay? Yeah. 
Okay, they did it with the Muslims successfully. Became a very popular character. There you go. There's always been the, one of the first black superheroes ever was John Stewart, the second or actually third Green Lantern. Right. Came across right in the middle of the late '60s. Perfect timing and everything. Yeah. It could be done successfully. I mean, shit. Look at the popularity of the Black Panther movie. Oh, soon uh, to have its you know its reboot. Great example. Black Panther's always been the Black Panther since day one. Always, you knows. know. Yep. Started yep. out a little black exploitationy, yeah. but stayed true to his roots. All these years. Well, that's the thing that Marvel's always been guilty of is like, we need to specify. Right. You know, he has to be the black, some damn thing. Yeah. You know, and well, then again, really I mean, DC necessary. did it with Black Lightning, too. Well, of course. Yeah. And even on the old Super Friends, they invented um, several characters with ethnicities that were never in the comic books, such yeah. as Apache Chief, right. who just right. grew up real big, uh, Samurai, who just turned into wind <laughs> or some nonsense, right? Right. Uh, some other Mexican guy, El Dorado, doesn't exist in the comic books. <laughs> And um, uh, one of my favorites, Black Vulcan. For some reason, they couldn't say Black Lightning, right? Right. But they got this guy, and they called him Black Vulcan, and sure enough, he was black. Yeah. You know, Black Manta, I always thought he was called that because of his costume or because mantas are black. No, he's black underneath that. <laughs> I was like, what? And when I first read that origin, um, and again, in the early 90s, they had an origin story, and I'm like, wow, I never knew he was actually black under the costume. Right. The whole origin story made perfect sense, so they yeah. didn't have to like recreate the wheel to make this happen. Yeah. So, well, it's funny to watch the establishment wrestle with these yes. issues. It's yes. amusing as hell. It truly is. And so, uh, in a nutshell, I would just say, leave my superheroes alone. <laughs> it's all I've got left. Just stop it. Uh, and maybe I'll feel better after this next gem we we're go. gonna have. I, I think this was this was a very appropriate gem to cap off the Super segment. Super appropriate, folks. This is from the <laughs> twisted mind of Johnny Teflon, <laughs> but from the heart. And and we're going deep on this one. We're going deep. Yeah, and trust me, you're gonna love it. We'll talk about it when we come right back. Enjoy.
Oh, those sweet <laughs> disco vibes. From the twisted mind of Johnny Teflon, folks. Uh, well, hey, man. We you, bring you. You green-lighted it, too. Oh, so. man, I love the idea. I was absolutely 100% behind that idea. That was that just absolutely amusing. literally, me folks, it, sitting here, if you were here for the, for the, the <laughs> pregame, I guess we'll call it, we knew what we were going to talk about in the last segment. We're like, well, gee, what, what, what kind of song right now? And my eyes lit up like Christmas morning. And I looked over at Mike, and I was like, fly, Robin, fly. <laughs> and he looked at me like, you've got the golden ticket. Yes. And the yes, rest is We history. must do that. We must do that. Right. Well, when in doubt, you know, dive back into the 1970s. Totally. And you're going to find it. Totally. You know, you're going to find it. And that, that's why I say, you know, on, on our 70s show, Saturday morning 70s, it's, it's all the music you can't forget. Yeah. Including disco. It's, yeah. it's a thing, man. Like, hey, go back to my sushi analogy. It might not be for you. Doesn't mean it sucks, though. There we go. You know, and and again, you know, hearkening back to what we were talking about earlier, I've hit a point in life now where I don't have to throw rocks at that anymore. You know, (laughs) there's some fun shit that came out of that. See, I still do because my aim is impeccable. Yeah. When it comes to throwing rocks, baseball, I throw like a girl. Uh, Well known fact. Well, there you go. I apologize to softball players (laughs) everywhere, but yeah, trust me. We're going to get some hate mail for that one. Yeah. No doubt. Which is even more bizarre because I can throw a football. So I can throw an oblong object. Yeah. And I'm pretty good with a baseball. Okay. But I, I can't throw a softball. Really? Because I have tiny hands. Interesting. It just doesn't work. You know, life's not fair. It's, <laughs> it's just not, not fair. You know? I remember playing, like, catch with my dad, and I'd be throwing the ball back, and I'm going to, like, land on the roof of the house. He'd <laughs> be cooking steaks on a grill. It's bouncing off the meat. I mean, it's ridiculous. The poor man. All he wanted to do was have catch with his son. Yeah, you know. What can you do? Yeah. What I, can you do? I can still recite encyclopedias and all of the Dungeons and Dragons rule books, though, folks. Well, so, there we go. All yeah, right. that's how I'm wired. So, yeah, it was anyway, good fun. Tell us about that song. Jeremy. Well, that that uh, amazing piece of Americana right there. That's um, <laughs> Fly, Robin, Fly by the, uh, the Silver Convention. Nice. I had never even Silver Convention. Yeah, yeah, they were a blip on the radar for about right. ten minutes back then, <laughs> if not less. Yeah, but weren't they? They weren't from around here. Uh, no, surprisingly, they were a German disco there outfit. We go. There we go. Which, all right, I'm not going to get yeah. in any more trouble by commenting on that. But, <laughs> no, no, you know, veer off. Veer off, John. <laughs> I, I want to talk about... No, okay, I'll leave it alone. Yeah, German, all oh, those wacky Germans. Yes. I don't know which is scarier, when they're being evil or when they're being partiers. This is true. <laughs> it was, yeah, bizarre. I actually do remember that song from the Midnight Special. Wow. You know, back in the 70s. Which in and of itself is a feat, because the Midnight Special, for those who don't know, was, was a famous show yep. that had every rock outfit out there. Oh, and yeah. some R&B, to be yeah. fair. Oh, God, yeah. But I would never have guessed a disco tune would yeah. be on the Midnight Special. Well, I remember they had Casey and the Sunshine Band yep. on. Yep. You know, they had the Silvers. You know, these guys, you know, again, for about 10 minutes, you know, were, were right on the forefront of it. So, yep. yeah, they appeared. Straight out of 1975. I know, I know. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. So, anyway, keep flying, Robin. Shit's going to work out. Trust me. There you go, kid. All right. So, wow. It's that uh, what else is going on with the Big yes, Boom Radio? I'm kind of curious. I've been away for a week or two. Yes. So, what's going on in Big Boom Radio well, tell you this what, week, John? In your absence, we had right. a good friend reach out to the show, one yeah. uh, little Myra Goldstein. Oh, God. Out of Sioux City, Iowa. Oh, no. What'd she catch us doing now? Well, I tell you what, she was real quick on the draw with this one. She got me for uh, a comment I had made. I think it was the last episode. Yeah. Yes, it was my. my uh, Way too early football predictions. Okay. And I referred to New York Giants head coach as uh, Mike Judge. Whoops. Who, as you know, is actually the creator of Beavis and Butthead yes. and, and uh, Office Space. Yep. Um, the correct answer there was um, 
So now that I think about it, what the heck was his name? Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Joe Judge, okay. formerly of the okay. Patriots. Yeah, there coach. We go. Okay. So uh, thank you very much, uh, Myra, <laughs> uh, as usual, for pointing that out. Let's send her a mug. We've already sent her a mug. We Have sent we? her a Smedium shirt. So oh. now she just gets our, our gratitude. Okay. I mean, unless you want to throw a pen in the card and put three stamps on it. I, I was going to say, should we send her cash? But, <laughs> Seriously. You know, at this point. Because, I, mean, I mean, are we on the same page? Do we appreciate her? I don't or know. We back I don't off know. Now? I kind of always have, you know, <laughs> an anxiety attack when I when I see an email from her. It's like, oh God. Uh, makes you wonder what Schmuggers and Johnson is up to. No, but I don't anyway, even know. Yeah. thank you, Myra, for pointing this out. I always love constructive <laughs> criticism. <sighs> yeah. Moving on. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're going to be sponsoring another independent wrestling event. Nice. Vis-a-vis uh, Blitzkrieg Pro Wrestling. This one's going to be, I believe, now September eighteenth. The event is called Eat the Meek. I like it. <laughs> and everybody can check it out at blitzkriegpro.net. There we go. For times and ticket prices and all that good stuff. Um, I don't know if we're going to make it to this one now. My, my, yeah. my engagements are piling up. But uh, yeah. if it's as fun as the last one, I, I would like to go back. So I don't know. We'll the see The last one was fun, I will admit. But yeah, time is short. Life yeah. is short. The demands are heavy. It's, you know, it's, it's the, the, the paparazzi's following us everywhere we go. It's I know. The groupies never stop. Yeah. I got hot and cold running whores all here in the, in the studio. I'm going to start tasering those fuckers. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, <laughs> uh, someday. Yes. Someday. Yes. Podcast continues to grain uh, steam. And listeners, just today we crossed, crossed the uh, 1,800 download threshold. Nice. So I think when we hit two grand, which at this pace might be next week. Yep. We need to have a little party, a little I soiree. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, maybe like you I build need a an s- excuse to party. Right. You know? <laughs> maybe maybe build a special episode around it and have all of our characters like appear. I, I don't know. That, that we'll see. That could be dangerous amongst other oh, things. Extremely, extremely. Yeah, I love yeah. when they all come here and they, they fight with each other now. It, that is amusing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm always always loving that shit. You know. Yep. So we got that. C and, C and B uh, go after Nigel is good fun. Oh good yes, fun. he hasn't been here like forever. Yeah. Where has Nigel been? Oh, you English are so superior, aren't you? Oof. What's he up to these days? You know, I, I, now that I think about it, I need to look his ass up and find out what's going on. I think so. I haven't seen him in at least two weeks. He may be in prison. Oh, boy. It's entirely possible. Dr. Jimmy and Mr. Jim. Look out. He only comes out when he drinks his gin. That's okay. true. That's true. Well, that's about it as far as what's going on. <laughs> uh, again, my friend, good to have you back. Good to be here. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in for this very special 79th episode of the Rips and Rants podcast. Look for us soon on the iHeartRadio network. Uh, That's right. We've made a deal with the devil, haven't we? Talk about it. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. And as I'm still pounding away on the good folks at Apple, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Um, Yeah. I don't know what's what's dragging the process here of getting us live on there. It's like one day I'll look, next day I look at it and we're not, and then we are, and it's, I don't know. Maybe we should throw money at the problem. Uh, that always seems to work. I don't have Apple kind of money, though. No, neither no. do I. We <laughs> can grovel. That sometimes works. I'm not above it. I'm or not. we can claim sexual harassment. This is also true. All right, let me work on that. I'll get my people on that. Here Interns, All right. got a job for you. All right, so <laughs> that's it for this episode. And as always, I am Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we'll see you on the flip side.